I am the keeper of this young woman's dreams while she was a muse. Welcome to the Retro Photo Film Podcast, where we break down 50 years of film and digital photography with a true Renaissance man. Grab your favorite darkroom snack. It's time to talk photography with your host, Al Talin. Hi, this is Al. Welcome to Retro Photo Film Podcast. I want to talk about the photographer and the muse. I don't know how many of you out there have ever had a muse or found a muse, but I have found a few in my 50-year career. And the first one that I came across was absolutely just incredible. I was teaching at the University of Utah. My advanced photography class needed a model, which you always do. You're always looking for somebody to photograph because students liked having a live body there in front of them to photograph. It was very difficult because even though you think you're out there and you're taking pictures and you have a camera, especially with film, it might be different with digital people now because they're shooting so much. But with film, when I'd bring in the live model and they'd sit down or stand or be whatever they were doing, the student would take and shoot the first roll of film. And in that first roll of film, maybe one or two out of that whole 36 or 24 exposure roll was in focus. The rest of them was out of focus. And it's because of the nervousness of the student in front of this live model, taking pictures and seeing this beauty through the lens of what it was. No matter whether it was a female or male, it was the same thing. It was just the exact same thing. They just kind of got, wow, overexcited, overzealous, and were just clicking away without focusing. Now, this is before the day of autofocusing. Absolutely the day before autofocusing. You had to look at your subject, focus on your subject. If your subject moved, you had to focus on it. If it was dancing, you had to follow it and focus on it. It was much more difficult than it is now with an autofocus camera. Back to our muse. I put out some feelers and said I needed someone to come and photograph. This was a nighttime class, and I needed someone to come and pose for us. In walked this lovely thin, beautiful lady. She was a ballerina. and was like, holy smoke. She had the, the body, the face, the moves, everything, and the hair. Everything was perfect. I thought, oh, this is going to be great. She started just doing poses for us, and the students were clicking and shooting. And I always photographed alongside my students. Now, how I could do this was we shot everything with tungsten lighting, or with natural lighting, one of the two. But we hardly ever used a strobe because with 30 students, you only had one person at a time to cable up to the strobe and to let them click for a while and then the next person. So a lot of people are sitting around waiting. So I always worked it so that I had a large space and I had the model in a place where she could move and be and the students could walk around her and photograph and not be in each other's way. So quite a few of them could be photographing at the same time. So that's why I was saying I shot alongside of my students. And so I wanted to make sure that every time one of our models came, that they walked away with good photographs from that session because that's what their payment was. It was you come and pose 
and we give you back photos for your portfolio. Now remember, we're shooting film. And so not only do we have to process this film, but we have to print that film. And we're shooting black and white because what I was teaching was a black and white class. So they would shoot and it would be a week or two before the model got to see photographs. But I always photographed to make sure that the model got extra photographs and good photographs. Not that my students didn't do good. They did great stuff. They did awesome photographs. It's just that I wanted to make sure the extra had the extra. Okay, so what happened was as I started photographing this ballerina, it just clicked. Everything that I was shooting was awesome. It was just spot on. And the same with the students. After their first roll of film, <laughs> they put through the camera. And the second time that she showed up, they were getting a much better, higher ratio of pictures that were great pictures. Usually, again, here's what the ratio was. If you had a roll of 24 exposures, if you had a couple of pictures off of that 24 exposure that were good prints and were in focus, that was a good ratio. If you had a 36 exposure and you had five, wow, great. But when you end up with 20, 25, 30 pictures that are good, focused, nice, that was amazing. That was happening with myself. That was happening with the students. They were having this great ratio of high amount of exposures that were great. This meant that we had an incredible muse. And she was. Every picture was so great and worked. And she moved the right ways on her toes. And when her feet were bare, her toes were pointed in the right place, doing the right things. It was, it was hardly any direction at all. Sometimes you have to take a model and you have to coax them and you have to work with them and work with them. But no, you didn't have to. Her name was Tisha. Tisha was also a student, but she was a ballerina for a Utah ballet company and was a working ballet. We had her come back many, many, many times. Over the next few years, she became a regular at uh, my classes and everyone loved her. And she started coming in and taking some of the classes herself and taking pictures with us and went on a couple of outings that we had. On our outings, we would go off for two or three days photographing at a ghost town or a rocky part of Utah, which is very beautiful. Let's talk about a muse. By definition, a muse is a person or personified force who is the source of inspiration for a creative artist. That's right out of the dictionary. It is exactly what they are. And they are so good, and they don't know that. They have no clue. They just do what they do, and they are fabulous. But inspirational? Wow, absolutely. When you can photograph over and over again and get incredible shots, you have a muse. Male or female makes no difference what that muse is. That muse it is out of Greek mythology, but they're fabulous. Every photographer loves having a great muse. And it is one of those great perks in our life. Now, the photograph that you're looking at is one of Tisha sitting in one of her ballerina costumes that she wore at, uh, I don't know what production or anything else like that, but it was one that she wore quite often. And she came to our class, it was a Saturday morning class, 
and we had large, huge windows in this great big hall. And so she actually sat down by the window and posed. And what you're seeing is shadow, light. I placed her in the right place for the shadow and the light. And that's what we had. But that was without any tungsten lighting. That was natural lighting with doing that. And you can see it was lovely. She even put on her crown. The great part about it is that she would only put on lipstick. She didn't put on this whole myriad of, of makeup either. It was just so the photographs with her face were, were fabulous. I was then hooked after all these years of taking pictures of Tisha. And so I would jump at the chance to photograph her in her ballet costumes, her ballet workout clothes. And so she let me come down quite often to the ballet studio that they had above the theater. And they had, again, these big windows. You can see that in the second, third, and fourth shots that are in my Instagram post on Friday, the 2nd of April. I absolutely had such a great time photographing her. And these studio shots that you're looking at, they were lights. It was natural lighting. None of it. I, had, I didn't bring lights and set up anything because the studio was so great that it was awesome to photograph in. But she just went through her routines and was doing whatever she needed to do. And I just kept clicking. That's one of those great signs of a muse is when they just do what they do naturally and you just keep photographing and shooting and shooting because it is so incredible. You can't miss and you're just like going, wow, this is great. I mean, your heart's pumping at 90 miles an hour. It's not because you're photographing a beautiful lady. It's because you are seeing images through the lens of your camera that are just spectacular. And you know they're going to come out great as long as you have the correct exposures. So we often did bracketing. But when they're moving around and doing things, you can't bracket. When they're still and you pose them and say, hey, okay, sit over there by the wall and just contemplate for a few minutes, I could bracket that shot. When I say stand by the bar, she could do that shot. And I said, you could just stand in front of the, the window where she's standing. You could do that. Like where she's standing and her legs are, are way out and she's got a pose, got a ballerina pose going on. You couldn't have her hold that for three bracketed shots. So uh, it's back and forth of how you worked it. But we did make sure that the exposures were good and the processing was right. So a muse is this wonderful boost to your morale and to your confidence as a photographer because you look at this and go, wow, I really am good. I really am doing some great shots. This is really wonderful. I am not a bad photographer because all of you photographers out there know that I don't think it's just all photographers. Every artist goes through this. One day you're thinking, I'm really good and this is great and I like my work. And another day you're like going, wow, who even likes my work? Why am I even doing this? This is really, really dumb of me to be doing this artwork where nobody really cares. Nobody's buying my work. Nothing's happening. But the most important part about all of this is that we are filling our soul with the things that we either paint or photograph or draw because that is what makes us tick. People always ask me, why are you a photographer? And it's because I can see images through the lens that make my heart sing and my feet dance and my head go crazy. That's why I photograph. 
and it's because I have to. Here I am at 76 years old, and I am still photographing and still having those exact same emotions when I find the right shot and I'm excited, you click. I mean, I have been <laughs> photographing and I'm there's a model out there working. She's doing just fabulous. I'm doing great. And all of a sudden I'm going, damn, this is good. Oh, damn, damn, damn. And they're like, what, what, what? Is there something wrong? And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. It's my excitement in this whole part of what's going on. And I'm expressing it out loud. And there's a few other words that I've used, and they're like, what, what, what? <laughs> I'm going, no, sorry. It's just the expression flowing out of my body automatically and being very, <laughs> being very vocal. You Sometimes you keep that to yourself, but a lot of times I don't. So that's why muses are so important. Not so much that we have to go out and find one. They come along once in a while in our lives and in our careers. And when we find them, that's when we need to make sure that we treat them wonderfully and can take all the pictures that we can of them and give them back as many photographs as you can. Now, this lovely lady, Tisha, is now a grandmother and has grandchildren, and her children are beautiful. And this was a time in her life that she was a ballerina. But her children and her family never knew about all. She talked, just that I was a ballerina, but they didn't know. I documented this girl's ballerina life, her ballet. I document. I didn't think that's what I was doing. I was excited for grading, getting great photographs. But here, what I had done was created this whole portfolio. Now, we were such good friends through these years that I even photographed her wedding and it was fun and she married this really cool guy. But her family never really understood about her ballet until I popped up again in her life many years later and said, look at all these great photographs that I still have of you. And she goes, you know, I loved that, but that was another lifetime away that I was a ballerina. My family, we don't even understand what I did. And I went, wow. I'm really glad that I photographed you for that reason, because now your family can see who you were, what you were, because you were one of the Greek muses. You were that. And so I look at it this way. And I ended my post on the Friday with this, that I am the keeper of this young woman's dreams while she was a muse. Hey, thanks for listening. I appreciate all of the efforts you do to take and listen to my podcast and the crazy things that I do and the wonderful photographs that I take. I think they're wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy them as I see them 30, 40, 50 years later. All of this transpired in 1986, by the way, with Tisha. So thank you for listening and tune in again. You have been listening to the Retro Photo Film Podcast. Follow Al on Instagram at Retro Photo Film to see all his latest photos and learn more about the stories behind the photos. I can see images through the lens that make my heart sing, my feet dance, and my head go crazy. That's why I photograph.